a disease so horrible that shows no mercy, pancreatic cancer. But there is hope in the organization PANCAN, which fights the dreaded disease with research, treatment, and hope to end it for good. Jonathan Frakes lost his brother. Early this year, my wife lost her aunt. Maybe you know someone. I reconnect with Jonathan to talk about this disease and also reflecting on Star Trek Picard, the anniversary on Star Trek First Contact, and his holiday movie for Hallmark with fellow Trek actor Robert Picardo. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Jonathan Frakes, PanCam ambassador, and one hell of a starship captain. The the first thing I want to talk about is I saw something a young lady did a video uh on the Pancan uh web uh Twitter Twitter not Twitter uh X. Instagram. <laughs> oh Instagram, right. Yeah, and, and she was talking about her I think her father passed away from um the uh the disease and the the thing about getting genetic testing, but but you also focus on a specific gene which is, I believe, the BRCA2 gene. And that determines if you are susceptible. And I'm glad that, you know, we talked about it before, but I'm glad it's getting more... Uh, more specific. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you are really on the cutting edge of this. Well, you know, it's, you know, my, my wife's aunt passed away last year, uh, almost about this time, too. Uh, actually, it was it was early, it was early January. But had, she been be, dying, had she been given a uh, prognosis of how long she was going to live, and then she beat those odds. Uh, oh, that's but, good. But eventually, it it just it just won out. You know, it just it's so hard at that point to uh, you know to to uh, to fight it. So it was it was bad. That's it's that's the thing. It's. Um... There are so many other cancers that are testable, if you will. Yeah. And um, there's a certain logic to it that you can you can follow with your annual checkups. And it's it's like getting a mastectomy. It's, it's, it's part of every woman's life, it seems to me. Yeah. yeah. And um, this feels like a fight that needs better tools, better weapons to fight. And... Uh, Hopefully, the money that's being raised and the awareness about the cancer itself. I mean, the the the, uh, the numbers here that surprised me were the, the how few people really understand or know anything about this cancer, except that you know Alex Trebek and right. Buddy Swayze and Michael Land. I mean, you know, and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. When when famous people die of a cancer that they haven't heard of, all of a sudden there's an awareness. I mean, that's a bizarre kind of bleak yeah. reality. Yeah, we just lost uh, Peter Scalos, who is a voice actor Yeah, he, in the Transformer universe, and uh, he's gone, and I didn't know this either, but Aretha Franklin, that's what she died from. I didn't know that either until um, uh, Stephanie or, or Julie told me. It was, it's just, well, and Aretha was very big in our house. Oh, wow. My, my father was a very big Aretha fan, and he used oh, to tell man. us as children that the cat that we had, which was named Bix after Bix Spiderback, that after we had all gone to bed, if he was playing Aretha, Bix would actually dance in the living room, but we never got to see that. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Yeah, she was, man, legend just doesn't seem to describe her. She right. was too much. I couldn't agree more. She, too much. And, and Peter, you know, a lot of people grew up watching him as a kid, you know, and uh, and never realized it. So it's, uh, you know, it's famous people, but also people that are close to us and loved ones. And and now because of, uh, you know, through marriage, it touched my family now. So yeah. uh, it's. Well, it's interesting. But once you scratch it, it's uh, like all things, <clears throat> excuse me, with families, they all seem to uh, reveal certain. Now, in this case, a connection, but in other cases, you scratch any family and you find all kinds of stuff. There's more with Jonathan Frakes in just a moment. I heard about this in passing. I don't know if it's, I'm hoping it's real, but apparently oh, let's see. there's a vaccine that they tested uh, on on patients that seems to have some results. I don't know if you know anything about that. I only know about the vaccine. I don't know what the results were. I know that we were told not to get our hopes up by right. um, Pam and Stephanie and Julie. And it's because there was a moment on social where it was, extremely optimistic that this was somehow going to be yeah. the magic bullet. But I'm, I don't know, Stephanie could chime in if she likes and tell us the truth. But it, it, it struck me that it has, uh, we were told to temper our excitement over that. Yeah, I hear you. If they're on the right path, it's certainly encouraging. And well, just the fact that they're doing research. Yeah. Oh, important. yeah, yeah. And that they're including pancreatic cancer in with the other, you know, the big guys. Yeah, yeah. Because of the organization, pancan.org, yeah. there's a lot of awareness. And, and and then here we are, we're gearing up for next April for another Purple Stride. So You are such an advocate for us. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I am. Uh, you know, I hate all kinds of cancer. I've lost a grandfather to cancer. So it's like, you know, he never saw me graduate high school. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, it touches your life. Yeah. And uh, and then losing my wife's aunt, who she was fairly close to. Uh, and actually, I'm going to get on her daughters to get tested for the genetic test. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a great thing. Do you have pan can purple in the background of your frame unconsciously? It's very unconscious, but uh, maybe there's some good karma spreading there. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> you know, it just turns out it's not a real background, but... Uh, <laughs> But I like to use it because, you know, it's it's a studio, except for the keyboard. I don't play anything, but, uh, you know, it's, you, don't, it's you're not good. Good. you don't have to admit that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another purple strike. I love the video you guys did, by the way, all the Star well, Trek crew. That was a ball. And ironically, I'll tell this briefly. We had the um, the wrong website in our recording. Because, of course, we all assumed that we all knew it. We had Kitty, who's our leader, and Armin, who's the brains of the outfit. We said it's called PanCan.org. So we turned the video in, and, you know, they, our friends, Stephanie, Julie, and Pam said, the video's great, but you guys have screwed up the name of the website. <laughs> so I had to do a little ADR work, and we put in the uh, PurpleStride.org, which is obviously what we meant to say. But the uh, the idea of letting us do something more freeform than the, I, I think I think is going to work. A lot of it is it's inspired by uh, the addition of John Billingsley, who is a real yes. live wire. No, he's good. so he's so articulate. He's so smart. He's wicked smart. 
and he's got a great sense of fun. So that his addition to the to our our somewhat staid family has been very very good. As has um, Juan Carlos, who really he he went in with both feet after losing his his brother. And I, none of us had ever ever met him before, and now he's you know he's coming to these Kitty hosts these great breakfasts where she makes homemade biscuits, which is now nice. sedu- seduced us to her home and have <laughs> meetings about pan pan that start with biscuits and and great coffee and a lot of schmoozing. And then we do our videos and do the wrong website. And, you know, just like <laughs> actors, as long as it's free, when there's free food, actors show up. That's a, that's a given. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got spoiled by those, uh, by the catering carts that they used to yes, have. So. The craft service table. Craft service table. Oh yeah. Except at universal. When I started, I, I got to LA in 1978 universal studio. When you went to work, I did uh, like Quincy, I think over there, you had to buy your own coffee. Oh, come on. I kid you not. There That's was a car. There was a place and you had to pay for your coffee. You had to pay for your donut. Old school. That's very old school. Very old. <laughs> That's how old I am. I'm very old school. We're all we're all in that ballpark these days, I'll tell you. Um yeah, that that's that sounds uh, great though. I mean, uh this organization has really uh just really caught fire in my book and I think it has, and I, I, I'm so thrilled to be part of this team track. Each year, I try to get more involved. I've said this to you before, I'm sure, that it's, it's great to be involved with the charity that you actually give a shit about, as opposed yeah. to just oh, giving yeah. money to. And to have Kitty ask me personally to join them was a very, it was, um, I mean, we adore her. Everybody knows we adore her. But it really meant a lot to me. And um, yeah. I was able to take it seriously enough. And then the people who work there, you know, have been uh, very supportive of us. And I think we've raised our goals and our, and we're expanding our team and we're understanding more and more how this works. It's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Fundraising is, I wouldn't want to be a fundraiser. Yeah. It's hard. Well, it is. and, And even the people who are great at it, like, the Pancat people and like Kitty, who used to, you know, be a fundraiser for her theater. She ran the Antaeus Theater. It's um and Billingsley, that's one of the things about Billingsley. He has the um the food bank, the LA food bank that he nice. is a you know, he runs essentially. So mm-hmm. he's good at it. But it's it, it's hard. It's a hard ask. It's hard to ask people for money. Yeah. And you can present and you can represent and you can um, acknowledge why you want it and how important it is. And But generally, like you did with your your wife's aunt, generally someone will find a connection and they'll say, Jesus, that is, if we had known earlier, if there was a way, you know. So then the, those pieces get put together and that's a really annoying sound. Did you hear that? No. <laughs> My computer keeps beeping at me. Um, Once you put the pieces together, it's easier for people to to get involved when it becomes more personal. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, another thing that's very moving that I've noticed on their Instagram account is survivors telling their story and and or the children of people who have died. And you get to know these people. And when you ever put a face to a name, 
right? And you make it more personal like that, I think it really hits home to people. And I thought that those were really a great idea. Yeah, I think they were too. I mean, it's like watching this uh, situation with the hostages and the oh, yeah. the little girl who came home yesterday and nobody's told her that her mother and father are dead is, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a drama that we all morbidly are watching and feeling the pain of. And yet we're also told at the same time we need to absolutely not watch and not get involved and don't include this poor girl in any more trauma of celebrity at this yeah. cost but that's yeah another, that's yeah, another, yeah that's that's for another zoom yes it certainly is it certainly <laughs> is uh well congratulatory note first contact i had an anniversary this november and and i'll tell you the tributes by people on on form now x and instagram were amazing and reminiscing and uh it also brought back the memories seeing it at Paramount, and then... Oh, did you see it in the big theater? I did, I did. Yeah. What a great night. That was a great night. We oh. actually did a screening of, of First Contact at Man's Chinese. Nice, nice, yes. And that that was... That was kind of the high point of my movie-making career. Oh, that know. was... Uh, yeah. That, that, and, that, that and working with Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he was amazing. He was just really amazing. But yeah, that was that was fun. That was a nice yeah. uh, nice memory. And uh, you know, well, it's I, a it's a bulletproof movie. I had dinner with yeah. Ron Moore, not to name drop, the other night, who wrote it with Brandon Braga. Yeah, yeah. And and we talked very fondly about obviously that movie changed our lives, you know, in a lot of ways. And yeah. one of the things that I am beginning to realize after almost i guess it's 30 years or 27 years I'm yeah there, i think so, it is i think it's either i think it's 30 yeah wow is that um a key to the success of that movie in addition to the brilliant bulletproof script and the wonderful cast and the story and the borg and was the three guest artists who um joined us he uh zephram cochran just came off babe James Cromwell. Yes, that's right. My godmother, Alfred Woodard, is one of the finest American actors. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Who agreed to do Star Trek, and it ended up being probably the biggest grossing movie she was ever part of, and she was brilliant with Patrick. Oh. <laughs> and Alice Krieger finding the Borg Queen after, you know, five or six hours of being strapped into that horrible makeup and costume and the patience that she exhibited and the class and style and danger and sexiness that she brought to that character those three guest stars joining a family that was already together for whatever we'd been together for 25 30 years at that point yeah i, I really think that was the uh kind of the uh the secret sauce wow there was a there was a lot of that going around in that movie man it just jonathan frakes and i continue our talk in just a moment that's one that's one of my favorites i i i'd have to it's hard to rank the movies you and like wrath of khan you can tell me i can handle it uh, yeah wrath of khan is uh, <laughs> is you know it's like spock died and boy what a death scene too that was so cool but uh but first contact at times could easily nudge it aside because man that just had it that had so many things and uh going for it so that was cool speaking of ron moore Ah, I just uh, I just covered uh, for all mankind. 
I was just about to bring it up. It's it just came back on. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Jeannie and my my I'm married to Jeannie Francis. Yes, and, yes. And uh, Jeannie and I have a few very big shows that we follow closely. But for all mankind, we feel like we discovered a few years ago and then waited with patiently. And my my uh, informant about when it comes back on is uh, not Ron Moore, but Mike Akuda, who works on the show. Mike and Denise. Yes, that's right. Right. That's right. I was. Um, have you started to see season four? Have you? Are you oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got the uh, screeners for them and I, I binged like the first four. Episodes. Oh, so you who did you? You know, um, there's a big article in the L.A. Times today about um Margot, the character who's now in oh, Moscow. Fantastic. Great. She's fantastic. Once that story, once we got to her in Moscow, I thought, ah, oh, the season is taking off. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I bring it up is during the the, the junket that I covered, I mentioned, uh, I said, hey, you know, uh, you know, Ron, Jonathan Frakes uh, would love to direct episodes <laughs> of <laughs> And his reaction was the same as yours. He was laughing, saying, oh, it's really nice to hear that. So I put a little bug in his ear. So you'll get 10%. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was fun. It was fun to talk to all of them. Uh, it was still during the strike, so I didn't get any of the actors yet, So, which I'm glad is over. And I'm, Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm really glad it's over. But you guys should, they should get paid. You guys should get paid. Well, like, we were great. getting paid, you know, that's yeah. the irony. I mean, when, again, not to sound old, but, you know, when you did, you came to L.A. and you started to work on TV, it was network shows. And if you had a gig, you got paid the gig. And then if the show was a hit, you got paid, you know, 80 percent of that again. And then you got, you know, so residuals were a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And not so much streamers. They really were oh. couvert, very <laughs> couvert about what was going on in the streamers. <laughs> And now, now I, I'm not quite sure. That, yeah, uh, that yeah, I'm not sure they're thrilled with the deal they had to make. No, no, no. It's uh, it, it's great. You know, I just spoke to um, John Delancey last week. Ah, you know, one of my and, favorites. Yeah, we had a great conversation. And another secret weapon, by the way. Who oh I yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Should have been uh, should have been the nemesis in Nemesis or in. Oh, yeah. I always thought that Q was underused in the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was, uh, we, he actually gave me some great insights in shooting Farpoint that he kind of, you know, him and Corey Allen kind of disagreed a little bit about Q. And uh, I thought that yeah. was neat. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it worked out that he won that argument, so to speak, because. Uh, well, he's a he's a really smart man, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And a really cre he's a creative genius who never stops, and also can articulate his passion about what he wants as an actor. I love working with him as an actor. Oh, yeah. And so does Patrick. Patrick really likes his scenes yeah, with Delancey. Yeah. They bumped into some stuff on. Uh, I think it was during season three, or maybe it be at the end of season two of Picard where there were Q and Picard scenes oh, that, yeah. that, that Patrick was struggling with. And uh, and he and Delancey kind of worked it out. And Patrick was, he told me privately how thrilled he was that uh, they spent the time and put the energy and passion into. I mean, this stuff is obviously very important to us. And Delancey's, oh, yeah. I always also felt about Q that I've said this before. He was in and out for the whole, for our entire 
careers. I mean, I'll see him, I believe, this weekend, and I'm going to a convention in Columbus. I'm pretty sure Delance. He's usually there with us. But he came in and out so often, periodically, that we used to call him the litmus test. He would come <laughs> in, and uh, I'd say, ask him privately, how do you think, how do you think we're doing? How do you, what do you see? What do you feel? What's different? You know, and he'd give me a very candid assessment of not only how the work was going, but the uh, how the inevitable changes as people became more famous, richer, more powerful. You know, it it you know it it, it, it affects people and it and it, sure. it reveals who people really are. And it was uh, fun to have Delancey's read, who's a very he's big on. Yeah, he's a people watcher too, like I am. And he he was he'd be very candid and frank about the hell he saw was going on with our company. <laughs> oh, I'd like to be a fly on the wall for that. But, yeah. Uh, you know. Did he tell you about what he's doing? He does uh we do the Star Trek cruise often together. Yeah. And he um this year, his father, I believe, was one of the founders of Curtis School of Music in Philly, or he was the lead oboe player with the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra. Delancey's doing a musical. Yes, tribute. he mentioned that. Yeah, to Curtis and bringing a bunch of the musicians on the cruise for the. Yeah. Uh, cool. So he's an eccentric. Ah. Uh, Did he well, plug his son's his son's <clears throat> project? Yes, and uh, that's why I brought it up because uh, I was going to bring it up because you, yeah, you you done you've done a few virtual signings for him already. He's a, he's great, Owen. Yeah, and it's a great idea. It's fantastic. Yeah, I. He's now got the, I believe he's got the NFL rookies doing the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they just signed uh, the NFL Players Association. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, football is always high in the ratings all, every year. So A lot higher than baseball. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's the national pastime, you know, but I, I still love my baseball. I do, too. Yeah, I love going. Where's um, Shohei going to go? I don't know. That's a good question. What do you think? I think West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, what? I think so. L.A., San Francisco. Uh, probably L.A. has the money, so yeah. I think I think they would he would go there. But man, what a talent! Oh, I've never seen anybody like that can do what he can do. It's crazy. No, nobody has. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm a Mets fan, so I kind of suffer through that a little. Bit. Oh my God, the mutts! Yeah, but we have a we have a we have a good uh, guy in charge now, who who built up the Milwaukee Brewers. So um, I think he's going to do some good things for us. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So well, we're kind of used to waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, we haven't won a World Series since '86. You have a new manager, or a new general manager, a new a, a new uh, president. Who's kind of like the GM too, and um, yeah, we have him, David uh, Stearns. I think his name was. He came from Milwaukee, and then we have uh, former bench coach of the Yankees is our manager. Just got introduced, Mr. Mendoza, which is yeah, which is cool. So looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, you know, spring training's not that far away. I know. I can hardly wait. You know, so that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, his company is FanfareSignatures.com. And yes. he was actually raving about the piece that you signed, kind of like a noir piece, almost a little. Bit. Well, it's it's uh, it had a little Bond vibe. Oh yes, that's what he yeah, said. Bond, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think I think the uh, data piece is going to be more noir. Mm -hmm. if oh, I'm cool. Not mistaken. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
Well, I gotta, I have to mention this because you, you filmed something at a place that I've been to a few times and love. The Biltmore. The Biltmore in uh, North Carolina, uh, in Asheville, which is gorgeous. Uh, and it's an amazing place. I, I've taken the tour a few times and, uh, Lovely in the spring, by the way, when the gardens are in bloom. It's gorgeous. Yeah, we were there last January because we obviously shot this Hallmark Christmas movie there. Yeah. A Biltmore Christmas for all of you out there who are looking to watch a good, thrilling Christmas yeah. epic. I don't know when this is going to be available, but we uh, it started. Very, very soon. Very, yeah. very soon. It dropped last night on Sunday night, and we're all hoping that uh, it's a wonderful story. Mm -hmm. Time travel story. Um I'll never understand how a place or an organization with the the epic quality of the Biltmore, why they would let filmmakers in their home is beyond me. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful they did, but it's it's a spectacular. It's I think it's the biggest single family home in the United States or built as a, is that correct? Yeah, so, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's an astounding place, and it's a character in the movie clearly. Oh, oh yeah, you can't avoid it. You know, you have to you have to see it. But it's gorgeous, and every year, for those that don't know, they decorate it with all these Christmas trees, and it's just yeah. beautiful, just lovely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a great place to visit. So when I saw that, and we not only get Jonathan Frakes, we get Bob Picardo in there. Bob too. Picardo in there as well. That's right. That that's cool. You know, so. I, I guess the, when you were filming, did you guys have to be careful as to where you could go and where you couldn't go kind of thing? Yeah, there was security that was so strict. I believe it. I mean, I get it. I understand. I mean, they have Renoirs in there, and it's a yeah. – it's, that's why I say, what are you thinking letting yeah. us in there? And I asked them that, you know, candidly. They, had a, they hosted a beautiful dinner. They were really – I mean, they were great to us, obviously. Yeah. But the advantage of letting Hallmark – make a movie at the Biltmore is that the crossover of the demographics is apparently off the charts in terms of the percentage of people who would be interested in their tour and the percentage of people who are interested in, in the Hallmark holiday movies was a uh, kind of a no brainer for them. So yeah. I actually uh, talked to Katie Sackhoff last year. And she, oh yeah. He was involved with some of those and she, she loves making them and, and, you know, her husband directs and, is behind the scenes and uh yeah it's great isn't she special she's very special she's a, I'm so happy for her uh playing bo katan in star wars oh yeah man. and she's so happy with her new baby too yeah oh yeah 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 that's great yeah i'm really happy for her there too and uh she's in a very good place right now which is yeah. nice to hear. thanks to we you were big uh we were big longmire fans oh yeah 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 speaking of which and and the, the vanderbilt's because they're the ones who built uh built Bill Moore, right. and ironically he never lived he only lived in it a few years and then he passed away he died fairly young but uh, aren't the members of his family the people who are still in charge over there oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's a it, on the tour there's a huge picture of all the descendants mm -hmm. you know and every year they have a big uh, get together and they have like a separate um almost like a separate house that's a further away that I think you could stay at, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's just for them and they get together there. Although you can't stay on property. They have some rooms you could stay on in property. In the Biltmore? In the Biltmore, yeah. And you have your meals there and everything. And uh, 
Yeah, the tour is amazing. They, they had like one of the first refrigerators ever. It was crazy. I was just about to bring up the kitchen. Oh, the kitchen was amazing. All yeah, copper, which we didn't, which we didn't shoot in. I thought you're such a, it's such a great set because oh, they gave God. us, they gave us a tour of the, of the place before we started shooting, and it yeah. was. I thought, God, and the gymnasium with all the yeah. Old, there were the a couple pool, sets. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple <laughs> sets that I. So maybe we'll go back. Maybe there'll be a second Biltmore Christmas. Maybe I think it. Just, yeah, I, it's a it's an iconic place and. Uh, and the time travel element, you know, I yeah, like that kind of stuff. I do too. So yeah, you've done it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that that's great. Um, just lastly, uh, there the thing I loved about the card season three that we didn't see in the series mm-hmm. was an argument between Riker and Picard. Oh, what a scene that f- was! What get off my bridge? Yes. Oh. Patrick and I both were so thrilled to see that they, and that was Terry Metalis. He came to us individually. He came to us collectively and talked about the characters in a way that he, um, he really loved the next gen oh, yeah. and the stories and the characters. And Patrick, as we, as he reported publicly, you know, he signed up to do Picard without the rest of us consciously and very, very specifically. And as he gradually let some of us in in season one, uh, Troy and Riker showed up and Data was sort of in and out, a little bit of Q. And and Terry pitched him this story, this wonderful story of going to have oh. to save, to save uh, Crusher and involving his buddy Riker. And and, and it, was, um, it was doled out in a way that, as my wife again said to me, the um, each character's entrance was earned. Yes, and each character's entrance helped to be a solve a, a piece to the puzzle solving process. It was really a, a very special season of TV. I think whether I was in it or not, but I was. I was. It was really exciting, and I think it it certainly resonated with the the hardcore trekkers from way back. And I think we found some new people as well. So that was a one of the high points. Not only was it great to have. Um, us back together, but again, introducing uh, Ed Spaliers, who played Patrick Sunday. And, fantastic. And Todd Stashwick, who was great. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was great. Uh, yeah, you know, it's you see these kind of movies where you bring people in and, and you reunite people, and it's yeah. always kind of contrived, but that's what Patrick. That's what Patrick feared most, I think. And but everybody had something to do that their their skill set of the character and it totally yes. fit and it was it didn't it felt like boy it's so smooth the way that they work them in where you don't feel like it's like oh that's so contrived why are they there you know what are they doing there you know it never felt yeah. that way that's that's a a very true and thoughtful compliment to to Terry Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I just posted today. I did something with him at the end of the season, and he talked about that he had a wonderful way to bring back Shaw. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. Well, they go; they those two go back all the way to Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. I I covered Twelve Monkeys. I, yeah, I talked the first time I talked to him was during that time. So I go back. To, I, I did a, a short-lived small movie with Amanda Scholl, who was in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amanda's great. I we used to we used to always see each other at the Sci-Fi Channel Christmas parties and hang yeah. out. And she is great. 
She's a fantastic lady. So she's a recovering ballerina, I believe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> recover That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> oh wow! Well, pancan.org, and always wonderful to talk to Jonathan Frakes. And uh, it looks like uh, you'll be back on several bridges of starships coming next season, which will be nice. With any luck, I'm going to go yeah. back up to Toronto and do Strange New Worlds, and um, then we'll see what the future holds, as they say. Yeah, I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, tie a bow around Discovery to kind of send it off into into legend. That'd be nice. That'd be real nice. I did the first half of the finale of Discovery, which is quite wonderful. I think that it's. Uh, I'll be sorry to see that show go. Yeah, me too. Me too. And they're the ones that got everything started. So. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, again, happy holidays to you and your family. And to you. Thank and you, this, buddy. Thank you. Pancan.org. There you go. Purple, Purple Stride. Stride in April. That's Team Trek. Right. There you go. Thank you, Matt. Visit pancan.org. Great organization that is fighting this dreaded disease. And Purple Stride is next April, so check it out. Sci-Fi Talk Plus is a great podcasting gift not only for yourself, but also your friends and family, with over 800 episodes that are commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs. Best part about it? It's free. Click on the link in the show notes for free lifetime access. This is Tony Tolado.